G'day, it's the Creedcast preview for our Port Adelaide boys. Uh, getting ready to take on Geelong at uh, our Adelaide Oval at 7.10pm tomorrow night, Appleton Standard Time. I'm recording this at 6.12pm on Wednesday night of June, so just about 25 hours uh, right before the game. So, uh, yeah, this is the preview. We'll just have a quick little chat about how the game is looking and um, and really, you know, the usual, just me make a bunch of guesses and um, hopefully be right about some, including the fact that hopefully we'll win in what is an incredibly important game against a team that sits in the, with the same record as us, having just come off the bye as well. Um, so pretty, um, you know, pretty evenly matched in a lot of areas and uh, and certainly the uh, stats stats insiders and um, and bookies and all that stuff is looking at, a, at looking like it's going to be a very close game from everyone's predictions is... Um, so, yeah, let's get into talking a bit about it. All right, I guess the first thing to talk about with this game is um, just the journey it's been to get to actually having this game be on for sure. Um, I guess with the um, we, we're all aware for the last few weeks about the COVID situation happening over in Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne is still in lockdown. And uh, look, I think things are on, looking on the up. I think just from what I can see is that, you know, cases haven't exploded. And while they're, they're still wanting to make sure they get on top of um a bunch of these, uh, you know, links and whatever. Um, but um, beyond that, it seems like everyone they're pretty well on top of it. We should be seeing, um, hopefully, an end to lockdown soon and start seeing. But then, you know, there's a lot of talk. You know, everyone's talking about God, what, what what will happen with the grand final this year again. You know, it's the same discussions as last year, and I think Melbourne is still pretty confident they'll have it. And I, I don't see any reason that if this thing gets that they get on top of it, that we won't be seeing. Uh, the grand final return to the MCG this year. But yeah, a lot of that stuff going on. And um, obviously in um, relation to our game, um, with Geelong coming from Victoria and SA Health having their um, their quite strict um, regulations they have in regards to travel with COVID in, with any uh, COVID area, um, in particular that you know you can travel, you got to usually go to quarantine. So um, it makes an issue for teams from Victoria coming in. Now, it probably was, it was made a bit more difficult than it probably should have been. Um, particularly with the precedent that was set last weekend that Collingwood were able to fly in and fly out um, for their game against Adelaide on the weekend. They flew in and flew out with four points. So it was a well worth the trip for them despite the um, obvious uh, strict protocols that were placed on Collingwood and for their entry and certainly for Adelaide um, having played them, having to lock down for a couple of days after as well, I believe. And I think that's what our Adelaide boys will be having to um, uh, just, uh, put themselves through as well. But um, they're small little sacrifices for keeping the game going. It's certainly a lot better than hubs and all that stuff that we had to deal with last year. Um, but uh, the sticking point for Geelong coming into Adelaide was because it's a night game, Adelaide Airport has an 11, 11 p.m. curfew. And um, so Geelong, the, the sticking this was the only sticking point really for them not doing what uh, Collingwood did was the fact that they'd have to, you know, if they would have to stay the night and then fly out the next morning. And they didn't want to do that because that would um, apparently just, that's not what the SA Health were, were trying to do is they wanted to get them to come in and out and have as little contact with the community as possible, including, you know, hotels or whatever. So um, it was a little, I, I found it a touch. I know this is, I'm not at all like a, a skeptic or anything like that, but you know, all this stuff and I'm very supportive of um, measures that need to be taken to protect public health. But with such a, you know, if a team's doing the right thing and they're all testing negative and they're flying in and flying out or whatever, I just it, it seemed. Um, and we're letting it's happening. Other states are allowed making the allowances a little bit easier. Um, it was ridiculous that we had to think about the fact that the game could be moved or um, just be, just because of one little sticking point about airport curfews and not having them stay overnight. Um, it did frustrate me a little bit just with the fact that we would, you know, you, everyone's trying to plan around what they're going to do. And particularly a Thursday night game does take a bit of planning for everyone. And um, it was a bit frustrating that we had to, we had to wait so long for a decision to actually be made, which was only yesterday morning, I think. So, 
what, 56 hours before the game maybe um, that we actually knew that it was going to happen for sure. Uh, but SA Health did grant the exemption and it's because they're actually, because Geelong are getting a charter flight. It's a smaller plane apparently. And um, that does, circ- that, that is allowed to circumvent the uh, curfew because it's not like a big, you know, big um, commercial airliner taking off. It's just a smaller plane getting out of, getting out of Adelaide and heading back to Avalon Airport near the, near Geelong there. Um, so yeah, that, that they finally got themselves Got all that sorted, and yeah, yesterday morning we were finally able to get the news that we were going to be going to Adelaide Oval um, tomorrow night on Thursday night, and we're and at the time they were expecting for a couple of weeks, and everything was um, a okay for that, which is wonderful. I know some people were hoping the game would just get moved to a Saturday afternoon or something because um, some people aren't as big a fans of the Thursday night time slot, um, which isn't look. I, I completely understand um, people that work, and well, I'm working Thursday, Friday morning, and working on the weekend as well. You know, there are some people that uh, don't have traditional time jobs and um, we make, like I, we, I work every weekend and um, I just work my, and I just make sure I book the time off as soon as I know a game's happening and I'm often working the day after a game and all that stuff. So it's uh, one of those things that I, I guess just through my <laughs> work, um, my job and everything that I, I just have had to always be flexible with, um, events whether it be you know family events or friend events or indeed um, my sporting team events is I've always I just don't have a traditional schedule so it's something that I'm very adept at you know being flexible and just working with whatever schedules are put in front of me and um but you know some and certainly with kids it's hard Thursday night I I have to assume is hard as well but um yeah it is um a game that does actually work quite well with our schedule so we're I'm pretty happy with the Thursday night footy and um yeah certainly it's um there is the question that it is obviously very much for TV as well, but I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of Port fans keen to get there for the Thursday night game. And certainly, I have to say, the last time we played Geelong at Adelaide Oval on a Thursday night didn't go so so badly. That was last year in the qualifying final, and that was an incredible night and lots of people there and a very loud crowd. And um, we got the chocolates in, and what was a big win for the final. So um, we've got good recent history in Thursday night games against Geelong at the Adelaide Oval, and I'm hoping that continues this weekend. So we should talk about actually the game now rather than just how we got there. But it was a bit of a journey. Alrighty, we'll have a look at the opposition first. Um, Geelong, um, a team that are, um, at the moment they're sitting in third. Um, they're on an equal record to us, um, having gone on to buy Brisbane. Are sandwiched right between us um, with an extra game played. Um, that they got there. That they're at eight and four. Uh, we're each of Geelong and Port Adelaide are at eight and three. Um, Geelong benefit with a better um, a percentage at seven point three be- percentage points better than ours uh, to have themselves sit in third. So what we what we're looking at really. Um, is a good old-fashioned eight-pointer um, because, you know, Geelong get the chocolates and they go ahead of us by, um, you know, it's, it's very simple, quick math, but, yeah, they, they go ahead of us and we drop back uh, a bit behind. But um, we get the win that we hope we do get tomorrow night and we, we're going to jump uh, right back up into the top four mix well and truly. And, um, and you know, it, it'll be an incredible, incredible result, actually, because um, it'll get us above... Uh, with a game a game in hand essentially on Brisbane and, and well it will be on equal games played with Brisbane and Sydney and, um, and be a game ahead of them so it is a, and, and as well as Geelong obviously um, so it is an incredibly big eight pointer of it as the as the saying goes and um, you know it's a uh, certainly be good to get some percentage as well but I'm not expecting that in, in any shape or form against Geelong um, I'll have a look at the stats insider um, page and predictions for the game and they basically got um, their pre-match probabilities are that uh, a 52% chance that Port win, 48% chance that the Cats win, and the predicted score is 79 to Port, 77 to Geelong. So 
essentially it's a toss up. Um, the, the 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 stats insider and all that is um, predicting it's going to be a real close battle and and one that uh, can barely be split. So um, we you can take from that what you will, and it's all stats and pre match predictions and bookies and all that stuff. But what it is saying is basically everyone is looking forward to this one because it's going to be. Um, they don't know. They genuinely can't predict the result um, beyond Port just shading it, probably due to, um, benefiting from the fact that it's at um, Adelaide Oval. So that's really the only thing that's probably swinging it in Port's favour, or old, old guess. But um, anyway, I started this bit by saying I was about to talk about Geelong. So um, yes, yeah, Geelong are in third um, with the same record, and uh, they're welcoming back a few key soldiers to their little little group there. And um, we got um, Patrick Dangerfield is coming back into the side for the first time since round five. Um, he got the old the dreaded syndesmosis and uh, and has seen himself out of the, uh, out of the side since round five and uh, is just coming back in now. Uh, the break having helped get him right for coming back after the bye and um, he's coming back in alongside uh, Mark Blickarves, uh Mitch Duncan and Mark O'Connor are coming in as well. So a few key ins. I think Cam Guthrie was... They were talking about him coming back in, and certainly he's an incredible, incredible player as well. But he's not quite ready to go yet, so that's, I guess, that's one win for Port Adelaide. But there's plenty, of, plenty of good players coming in there, particularly with um, the Brownlow medalist, uh, former Brownlow medalist Patrick Dangerfield, an incredibly uh, dangerous player who's um, had some big, big moments against us. Um, certainly, uh, I often think back to uh, the better half of the Creed and myself were at Geelong in 2017. We did just an away trip. We actually went to. Um, Sydney to go see um, when Liverpool toured over here at that time and, um, and a different sport but um, we went over and saw them and then it just worked out that the next day um, Port were playing a Thursday night game in, in Geelong uh, back in 2017 so we flew kind of did Sydney, Melbourne uh, well Sydney, Geelong and then back to Adelaide on the weekend and um, yeah we got to see um, a game that was very close and unfortunately Patrick Dangerfield had a, a big say in the end of that game and we don't want to see that again so it was a little bit I'm not disappointed. I, I kind of knew that uh, everyone was talking that Dangerfield was probably going to come back in this week, but I was really hoping he wouldn't. Um, but um, it does. it is interesting when you look at the omissions. Um, Reece Stanley's out. Um, Zach Guthrie, the other Guthrie's out. And uh, Max Holmes is out, as well as uh, Quinton Narkle, who has been in a pretty rich vein of form over the last month and been playing some really good footy. And um, so I'm surprised that he's out, but it's also kind of we've talked about it at plenty of times with Port before as well. When you've got depth and sometimes... Even if a player is playing well, they're kind of that they're that one that goes out because you're not dropping they're not dropping some of these uh, the other names in the squad just can't be dropped in that position. So Narkel is out. I wonder if he'll end up being this sub. Um, it's just being based on form. He probably doesn't deserve to be admitted completely. So um, it'll be interesting to see because he's one of the emergencies uh, being that he's been omitted. So um, I'll you know just with the footy he's been playing, you'd think he might get the subs vest, but um, who knows um, what they'll do there. Um, they may go by necessity or what they think the matchups might possibly be. They need um, reinforcing late in the game if they do get an injury. So, but um, he'd be. I'd, I'd, I'd put my guess on Narkel being the sub based on the fact he's been playing some pretty good footy and probably unlucky to be uh, kicked out of the side. Uh, but they they do just have some good players coming back in, so that's what happens. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we we know the Jong side. Um, yeah, got some good forwards there, old Jong. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got Tom Hawkins, who uh, we held pretty well. Um, and, um, yeah, McKenzie did an incredible job in that qualifying final last year. And, and defense as a whole was a real team defense effort to, uh, you know, push him out wide and uh, sh- shake him off his game. And, um, yeah, just put him put him out, really. And he kicked, oh, I think, I think he kicked one goal for or something. Or, or did he? I can't even remember if he kicked a goal in that qualifier. We, we really 
we really made him um, work hard for opportunities that were very uh, low percentage opportunities, and he rushed a few and and whatnot. So he didn't have a great game in the qualifier, but um, last year in that regular season game up in I think it was at the Gabba or something like that when we played him. Um, during all that hub life stuff, um, they did get a handle on and Hawkins was certainly a big part of that. So we're going to have to watch that. And of course, since then, they've also got Jeremy Cameron in their side as well. Um, Gary Rowan playing some good footy and um, um, Dowhouse and um, a few other great players. And Parfitt's a, a really good uh, young player there as well. So a lot of dangers, a lot of dangerous players there. And then, of course, well, that's before we even get to you know your mids where you've got Dangerfield and Menegola and, um, and all those bloody <laughs> fucking fantastic players that are running around. Doing their thing, um, so yeah, a lot of players to uh, to um, watch out for um, in the Geelong side. So I don't need, I, I can't. Do I need? To, I, I don't know. Everyone knows Geelong. They've just been the, the same side for a long time now. Um, obviously, ins and outs over the years, but um, yeah, they're uh, they're going to be a dangerous side to um, to contain. Um, but they do play a game a game style that's very much um, one that. Uh, it looks to control you and and frustrate you, and then um and then certainly with if they get their handle on and control and flow going, that's when they start scoring big because they do have the once they if they've got control of the game, they've got um incredible forwards to try to find and and kick goals. So we're gonna have to make sure that we it's gonna be a game that's gonna be if we put the pressure on, it's gonna be really um and this is where Port Adelaide um is you know a game, so we're going to have to pressure them because the games I've watched along this year. Um, particularly, um, I think the one game I really watched them was when at the start of the year when they lost the Crows. And obviously, long time ago, um, and I watched a bit of when they played Richmond and they, they really just hammered Richmond and Richmond just didn't have an answer for them. And, and both games, um, Richmond didn't put the pressure on and they just didn't uh, didn't hunt the ball well enough and just didn't um, were, were just off their game. And, you know, Geelong were comfortable, but um, the Crows made them in that game earlier in the year, made them incredibly uncomfortable, hit them in pressure, hit them with hard tackling, just a hard good um good footy and it was just that's what told and it's kind of like it's not really a secret in any 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 footy game um you know being you know you can make up for a lot of deficiencies with um being good and hard at the ball and all those things but um when you're talented side like us what you can do is you can actually shake Geelong off their game and the score heavily and then hopefully get a good win so well that's what we're going to have to do is um is really because uh, they don't like they like control uh they like having the control of the ball and the control of the game and um because they're not like a they're not like a dogs or uh, Melbourne exactly in that free flowing game style and dangerous attacking footy yeah they can see them undone but because they're so good they still get the job done they they're very much a controlled team and uh, we just need to not let them get that control of the game basically is the big thing I think for me. Alrighty, time to talk about our Port Boys and how we're looking to line up tomorrow and um it's not uh, certainly not ringing the changes like um Geelong are with all those ins that they've got and all those outs um. Just one in and out, and uh, obviously the out for us was very obvious um, from the after the aftermath of our um, Fremantle game heading into the bye. Um, Fantasia was sent off to get some surgery just to fix up that knee, troublesome knee a little bit, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So he's the out, and uh, Miles Bergman is coming in, who came on and made a decent little impact in his short little stint um, in the, at the end of that Frio game. Uh, he was the he was the medical sub then and came in and kicked a goal. I think with his first kick of the game, like maybe a minute or two in. So. Um, and Bergman certainly had some good good games this year and good moments for us, so I'm glad to see him coming back in, uh, showing that we've still got plenty of depth sitting there with guys like when you've got guys like Bergman that can come in and out. So, um, yeah, he's coming in. Um, Burton, who he replaced in that game, um, has been uh, seems like he's uh, fine, fine to go. Um, the week, week and a half rest certainly probably 
held uh, old Ryan Burton out, so he's he's not going out of sight. So yeah, one just that one in and out with, um, and that's it. And uh, looks like um, while the emergencies are uh, Martin Frederick, Jared Lena, and Joel Garner, along with Boyd Woodcock, um, Ken Hinckley did tell the media uh, today that. Uh, Woodcock is the one that's going to be the medical substitute, but of course that's um, confirmed an hour before the game. But um, it does look like Woodcock is the one that's going to be the substitute, which um, he does. He's um, playing, been playing some pretty good bloody footy in the in the Sandville, and um, and yeah, one of those one of the many guys we've got sitting in reserve that are, are pretty talented footballers. Um, beyond besides the fact we've had these this many injuries this season, uh, we've still got plenty plenty of good footy players that are. Itching for their chance to get into the side and Woodcock. Um, while we hope, you know, it is a thing you have to say. You hope you don't see your medical substitute. Um, he's certainly a good one to have on the have on the sidelines, waiting to come in. Um, and he would certainly be a handy player to come in if we need him late in a in a what will um, likely, unfortunately, <laughs> I'd love it to be a smashing, but it'll likely be a, a close game. I I think so. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're just looking at a side that um, is very much the one we've been gotten used to over the last few weeks. Um, Mackenzie in there for Cleary since uh, that injury. Um, uh, against the Western Bulldogs for a Cleary. So, um, and yeah, Jones has been back in the last couple of weeks. Lockie Jones, the cult hero, he's been back in. So that back line is still pretty settled otherwise. Um, looking forward to seeing Lockie Jones play. Um, another, he's got another uh, chance against a big team because um, his first game was against Richmond and had a great game um, at a late oval. And then he's been back in the last couple of weeks for a couple of wins. And um, yeah, he's going to be uh, looking for another big, you know, big chance, a big opportunity against that uh, that Geelong uh, forward line. Um, it'll be a real big opportunity for Jones to um, show show off his skill set yet again as he builds into his AF, his very um, young AFL career. Um, yeah, otherwise through the midfield, uh, yeah, the same midfield we've gotten used to over the last few weeks as well since we've um, been missing Butters and Dersma and um, but Powerpapers come back in. Laddams is still in um, as uh, I think this week would be the last week of Scott Lysett's uh, suspension for that. Um, sling tackle back against the Crows a few weeks back. Um, so Lysett's uh, serving the last game. So Laddams has one more chance uh, alone to just show what he's been doing. And he's been playing some pretty good footy. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Laddams does against, again, another big test this week. Um, again, again, being Geelong, it's a big test for everyone. And um, Laddams certainly can um, stake his claim for um, to, to make sure he's in the mix for some, a fair bit more footy throughout the year if he has a good game against uh, Geelong. And... Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, you got like Ollie Wines, hopefully he can have the kind of performance that hopefully gets banks him another three Brownlow votes as he as um, a few people have been talking about him being a, a smoky for the Brownlow and um, a big performance against the Cats would certainly be a statement for his season. Uh, but obviously for us, the most important thing is him having a good game for the, the entire team. But uh, certainly at a personal level, um, he should surely be looking to another another builder for his, um, for his stats for a possible um, end of season award. Um, and, yeah, the forward line is the forward line we've been pretty used to over the last few weeks as well. It's uh, Georgiades, Marshall and Dixon, the three tools, and we've got Motlop, Gray and Rosie. Obviously, um, sorry, the one that is missing from that forward line is Fantasia, but um, otherwise it is um, very similar. And um, we're looking forward to hopefully Motlop can um, – he had a really good game um, in that qualifying final um, last last year against Geelong, and he'd be certainly be keen to um, have another big game against his old side. And uh, Dixon, you know, there's the talk constantly is, and I don't, I don't subscribe to it so much. I think he does a lot around the ground as well, and um, does a lot that is unseen by the the casual observer that isn't actually a Port Adelaide fan, I guess. But um, certainly Dixon um, will be looking to have a big game against a big side, whether that means a bag of you know three or four goals, or it means he kicks a couple or kicks even one, but has a fair hand in a lot of other goals around the ground. You know, that's that's the thing. If he's involved in creating goals for us, whether or not he's kicking them himself, that's the most important thing. So we'll see. 
Um, I'd be looking for Georgiades to um, have a big game again. He's probably been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks. And um, certainly he's, um, he's, but he's such an exciting mach- machine and um, this is the kind of game we're going to need some of that. So, and yeah, Connor Rosie, it'd be interesting to see how he's looking as well. Um, I think he's been looking a bit knackered and a bit flat the last uh, couple of weeks. Certainly been do- working hard. Just not, it's just not coming to him at the moment. So, um, but with a week and a half off, the bye week, a little bit of a break, you know, they went on the golf trip and all that stuff. Um, be hoping to see, um, see what, uh, see if Connor's looking fit and um, can uh, build into a really good second half of the year um, as he continues to grow. He's not an incredibly young player, so I've got no worries. I just think he's just been a bit quiet the last few weeks, kind of like Georgiades as well. But um, you know, all these guys are f- fucking class, and they're gonna, it's going to come through for him. So um, otherwise, yeah. Um, look, the other one that I'm really excited to see, Pal Pepper had such a fucking incredible game in that last game before the bye against Frio, and um, he's a uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how his, his footy goes for the second half of the year because he's really he's built back into the year. Um, obviously, at that slow, he, he was out for a few weeks at the start just for um, you know get his get his head right, which um, massive respect for that. And then he came back in through the sand floor and came back in the side in uh, round five or six, I think. I can't even remember now, but um, you know he's played you know five or six games now and um, has really that last game against Rio was just unreal. He started off um, incredibly, and yeah, we need to see that kind of fast start that we had against Rio again. Uh, this week, um, and certainly Pal Pepper will be. Um, he, you can see, he's just such a barometer as far as if he's playing that kind of footy, the team really rallies um, a little bit. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he what he has to give as well. Um, so, it's it's an shaping up to be an incredible night at Adelaide Oval tomorrow. Now, I'm bloody excited, and um, I know a lot of you are as well. Um, we've got to got to. I guess the the thing for the fans is um, we got to bring the heat um, from our side of the fence too. Um, two rows back, obviously. For everyone, <laughs> yeah, the first two rows are going to be empty with the COVID stuff, um, but that doesn't mean we can't be as loud as fuck um, in there. And you know, we just got to got to bring the heat for the. Um, that's a big job, and that was one of the great things about the finals last year. And that final against Geelong was just, you know, it was only what twenty or twenty five thousand, whatever they allowed in at the time. Um, the noise was incredible, and now we're going to have, hopefully, you know, even being a Thursday night, um, hopefully at least. Um, I would expect there to be, you know, 33,000 at least. Hopefully, um, I know people are still. It's bit. There's a bit of apprehension about going to the footy at the moment with everything going on. But um, you know, the crowds have been pretty good. Um, certainly, um, since we got back to capacity and you know, showdown and over forty thousand. Even being a Thursday night, I'd expect to hopefully see that at least 33,000 33, there. And if you have thirty-two, thirty-three thousand uh, true believers. Um, Screaming their heads off um, is certainly going to make it a loud and intimidating atmosphere for uh, Geelong to have to face. So that's our job as fans, bring the heat um, and make it um, intimidating and uh, roll the boys home. And um, our boys know exactly what they've got to do. So um, shaping up to be an incredible game. I'm excited. I can't wait to get down there. Um, probably get getting down there, I think, ourselves a couple of hours before the game. I think um, I've got the day off at the better half. has got to work for the first half of the day. So... We're getting down there, probably have a beer over the other side of the river before we cross the footbridge and get in there, get to our seats. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing uh, everyone down there and um, crack into what will be another, uh, hopefully, incredible game on our way to uh, bigger and better things this season. So, yeah, let's get it done. Can't the bear.